Living Corporate is brought to you by the Liberated Love Notes Podcast, part of the Living Corporate Network. The Liberated Love Notes Podcast is a starting point for integrating self and community affirmations into your daily practices. The Liberated Love Notes Podcast center the experience of black folks existing in white systems and speaks to overcoming imposter syndrome, disrupting injected and internalized forms of oppression, embodying an abundance mindset, and building a healthy racial identity. Check out Liberated Love Notes Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, hosted by Brittany Janae Harris. Hey, everybody, this is See It to Be It, the Wednesday podcast from Living Corporate. Living Corporate is a digital media network that centers and amplifies black and brown people at work. My name is Amy C. Wanninger, and I'm the host of See It to Be It. When I was growing up in rural southern Indiana, I didn't know people who went to college or who worked in professional roles. I didn't know what those jobs looked like or how to break into them. For that matter, I didn't even know those jobs existed. But this show isn't about me, it's about my guests. Every week, I bring you career stories from everyday role models in jobs you may not know exist. More importantly, the folks I interview share their perspectives as black and brown professionals in jobs and environments where they may be the only. My guest today is John Marshall, who just founded a company called Humescence. But before we get to the interview, we're going to tap in with Tristan for some career advice. What's going on, y'all? It's Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting, and I've teamed up with Living Corporate to bring you all a weekly career tip. Today, let's talk about the importance of getting things in writing, aka having your receipts. When I started at my current job, my boss said, you really like to get things in writing, don't you? And while that question is rhetorical, the answer is, uh, yes. I've been burnt in the past, so I've learned from my mistakes, and I wanted to make sure that I always had something to refer to. Getting things in writing ensures not only that everyone is clear, but that you're also covering yourself. There are so many times where getting it in writing comes into play, but I'm going to focus on three. Have you ever led or been on a project where people weren't clear about their responsibilities? That is the worst. But imagine if you put everyone's duties in writing and distributed them out to the team. Some of the confusion wouldn't happen, and even if it does, there's more accountability as everyone was made aware of who was responsible for what and had the opportunity to question it. The next situation where getting it in writing could come in handy is during a meeting with your boss. Sometimes these meetings are scheduled and sometimes they're not, but either way, I always suggest sending a follow-up email summarizing the topics of discussion. No matter if you were discussing a new project you'll be taking on, getting their approval for PTO, or even talking about your next sales incentive, if they don't respond, you'll have a record to refer to at any given point in time, and it puts the onus on them to correct anything you may have misunderstood. Lastly, I know when you get that verbal offer for a new job, you want to quit your current job right in that moment, but do not until you receive that offer in writing. I've seen this go wrong one too many times with candidates just like yourself ending up burned. You don't want to have to retract your resignation and end up looking like a fool. Also, make sure you get any contingencies like a signing bonus or 90-day bonus in writing too so you can hold your employer to it. There are so many instances where getting it in writing could not only help you out, but really could save you from so much turmoil. 
do yourself a favor and start documenting things a bit more so you can pull out those receipts. This tip was brought to you by Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Layfield Resume or connect with me, Tristan Layfield, on LinkedIn. Living Corporate is brought to you by The Leadership Range, a podcast within the Living Corporate Network. Hosted by globally certified and Fortune 500 executive coach and leadership development expert Neil Edwards, The Leadership Range is focused on having real, raw, soulful, and accountable conversations about inclusive leadership, allyship, professional development. Every week is a new episode with new learning and new actions to take on to grow inclusively. Make sure you check out The Leadership Range everywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to See It To Be It. My guest today is John Marshall. John is a career sales and business development professional, experienced yoga and meditation teacher, and a certified life coach. Each of these lives combine for the mission of his company, Humescence, to bring the human essence back to modern business by producing present professionals. I already know I'm gonna learn a lot from John because these are areas, all areas that I struggle with. John, welcome to the show. Oh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So I have to ask because going from the business world, business development, which is really self, uh, really fast paced and high pressure, and then into this completely <laughs> Zen-like persona that you have in all the conversations that we've had, how do you marry those two and how did you get to where you are? You know, it's funny because when I, so I spent the past seven and a half years or so working for ExxonMobil in the business development and sales capacity. And, and you say that, you know, that Zen like type presence. So three to like three and a half years back or so is when I started teaching yoga. So January of 2017 was when I first took my very first yoga class ever in January of 2018 was when I taught my first yoga class ever. So when, when I feel passionate about something, I'm all in. So I went all in on that front. And then you could actually see this as it started to morph into the fabric of my life as it was then. So not only am I showing up like this now in my life, you know, to start humescence and really start to bring this to the world and back to, and back to organizations. But I really brought this type of persona and this practice into my life in my, in the sales and business development world too. And I'd say that through those conversations, negotiations, tough moments, like contracts that were up in the air, things, things that, things that can bring a lot of stress, right? And a lot of fast pace, a lot of long nights, like you said, it was easier to maintain that sense of equanimity and balance with that practice in my life over the past three years, like that interim period of merging, for sure. And then what I did was I brought that together, how it impacted me in the corporate world and how it impacted even just my success in stepping up in the business and moving, moving up in the business there and how it affected me just even leading a room meeting wise, you know, I wanted to bring those learnings and bring that balance in life to other people. So that's really what birthed you essence and how we, how we ended up here today. That's awesome. Can we go back to the beginning? Mm -hmm. 
of how you got into oil and gas to begin with. Because you grew up in Philly, right? Pittsburgh, other side. Pittsburgh, other side I'm of sorry. PA. Oh, I, okay. I had the right state. Okay, so you grew <laughs> up in Pittsburgh, which is not known for its, you know, its vast oil fields, I'm guessing. So how did you end up in the oil and gas industry to begin with? Yeah, so PA did, you know, once the sh- once the shale boom started to happen, you know, they did start getting some, you know, some drilling up there. But honestly, so I, I went to I went to Penn State University and I studied essentially the brother to petroleum and natural gas engineering. I studied energy engineering and energy business finance. So I have two bachelor's degrees from there and a minor in environmental engineering. And the it's funny because that my major was what petroleum natural gas engineering is to upstream. I was to downstream and power generation and power generation specifically alternative energy. So we studied solar, wind, geothermal, like all the different aspects of project management of alternative energy. And then, you know, it came down to, it came down to getting those last offers my last year of school and Exxon, Exxon was at the top there. And so through school, I did intern through three, uh, three other companies. So three other fortune 500 companies there started with, with GE after the summer of my, so the summer after my sophomore year, I was at a finance internship there with GE energy. And then after my junior year was in a business development internship with Hess, Hess corporation. So that was on their power generation side as well. So working with natural gas fire power plants there. And then after my senior year and before my, uh, my, before my extra semester that I did to finish both of those degrees, I worked with Samsung, Samsung construction and trading. So not Samsung electronics, like you would see it. Construction and trading is, is very, um, very heritage Korean company. Like they, you know, like, uh, their headquarters and there we were building a wood pellet biofuel supply chain from the u.s that back to korea to co-fire in their coal-fired power plant so had some very interesting internship experiences across the energy spectrum and then with ExxonMobil kind of came in <clears throat> into their downstream organization right away so i was in i was in pricing there where i priced every at different points pretty much any wholesale gasoline and diesel that they sold across the eastern united states from the Rocky Mountains pretty much to the East Coast and then moved into business development where I was in the lubricants organization. So all of their strategic global accounts there, I handled the contracts across North and South America for there. And that was with their, with global accounts. That was our GM, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, like a lot of those like larger accounts that we've had very long-term relationships with. And then from there went into uh, my own account management role as a national account manager on the fuel side. So just working with our wholesale customers there, I had Circle K, 7-Eleven, Sunoco, some of our larger retailers and Mansfield Oil Co. So that was, uh, that was a great experience, like directly managing the accounts. And I loved working with, loved working with the customers and you know, that was kind of right around where I was getting deeper into this work on the yoga side of things, getting interested into what, what coaching, how coaching brought those two together, because that was really the knot that tied the yoga experience and how I can bring that type of presence to people's lives. And that by 
giving them the same experience that I went through and where I could also tie the business aspect of it to say that now I can step in as a coach, as a leader to help teams get more balanced, help bring the human essence back to business. So people feel like they're in the place that they want to be, that they feel whole and able to show up at work and show up in a room without letting these old behavior patterns get in the way. I'd say it's a key, it's a key transition point for all things that we're trying to change in the corporate world. I mean, you can even look at the diversity and inclusion space. Like you can look at stress, anxiety, like anything of those habit patterns that cause bad behavior. It comes down to being in the moment, right? So it's about cultivating that awareness of these different sensations coming up that cause that behavior pattern. So you can instill all of the knowledge at an intellectual level that you want, right? And until you can act upon it in the meeting or in the moment, in a conversation, when you realize an old habit pattern coming up, you're not going to see the systemic change. You're not going to see the behavior change moving forward until you implement it in the moment. The key to that is through the mindful self-awareness practices to understand those sensations, to be able to see the habit pattern and step into a new one. So that's mm -hmm. specifically the place that we're focusing at with, with Humescence to really cause that change and cause that transition. So gotcha. that's kind of my uh, career story there and into, into what I'm doing now. Excellent. Can you take us back to that first yoga class? What mm -hmm. brought you there? What, you know, what spurred the decision to go? And then what was that, that transformation like for you? Because that seems to have been a pivot point for you. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, so I, uh, so the, the girl I was dating at the time, she had been asking me to go to yoga with her for uh, maybe, maybe over a year at that point. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm an athlete. You know, that's where, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's where females go to stretch. You know, it was just so like unaware of what this practice even was. I mean, even be so before that I had had interest in Eastern philosophy. I mean, I was, I was handed a classic of Eastern philosophy by a friend in high school at 15 and just didn't know how that tied to a yoga practice whatsoever. So after that, after that year of, of her asking me to go, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm in, I'll go. And I'll tell you what, man, first of all, it kicked my butt. I was like, okay, okay. This is really a workout. And, you know, cause it was a powerful flow class at the studio that I teach at today, big power yoga. And it really kicked my butt. I could, and it was hot. It was heated too. So I had no idea of the extent at which the room was heated when I got out of there, I was like, wow, I don't, I don't know if I can drive home. I need like, I need some electrolytes. <laughs> so, uh, so one, it handled the physical part to where I was like, okay, no, this is, this is a real workout that I can replace some of my old regimen with, but then it resonated more on a mental side and not even just meant, I'd say a, like a mind body connection to where it connected my interest in Eastern philosophy of the past and that, that type of oneness that I had 
read about, studied in, in college as well, and then incorporated that into another thing that I loved and moving my body. And so that experience right away, they have a program called the 40 days program where you kind of, you go, you, you have to be, you have to do six yoga practices a week, five in studio. You have to go to one group meeting and discuss and discuss different, pro, uh, different topics with your groups, different questions there. And I thought that 40 days was so transformative just to take a step back, look at my life as it was like what was happening, take time that I didn't think that I had. And I made the time to do that. And even if it's just the time taking to read the book that went along with it, practice each day, meet the people within my group, go hear from others at these group discussions, give my own word to these group discussions. You know, it was a, it was a transformative experience and really taking that time, the time to step back from it all really helped me look and say like, what, okay, who am I surrounding myself with? Who am I being at work? How am I showing up for the commitments in my life? Like whether it be family, friends, any other roles that I may play. And on taking that step back, I just felt a deep connection to the way things are. That you kind of start to develop this deeper, profound acceptance of the way things are versus the way that you wish they would be. Right. And then when those conflict is typically when you find misery start to arise when what you should be, what you feel should be and what is are different. So you just start to look at what is and make changes from there. And I started living that life and started practicing more meditation. My yoga practice developed more and more. And then I started advertising the teacher training program there. And I was like, you know what? I love this. Like, let's just do teacher training. Why not? So I jumped in started teacher training in the middle of 2017 there. And uh, there was, I think there was 35 of us in the training class. And, you know, you get to know everyone so well, you go so deep into who you are, because it's you, you hammer in one sequence. But really, a lot of the time is spent being able to step up in front of the room and lead from who you are authentically not who an audience wants you to be, not who, not who you want to appeal to be for some progress or for some promotion or anything. And the funny thing is, is when you learn that to show up in a room authentically as you are, is when those things come, is when the promotion comes, is when the, the insights come. And uh, I'd say that that was, that was the shift into the workplace was a lot starting to get into that teacher training and really standing up in front of the room authentically as myself. And that has developed after that six months there ending December of 17. I ent and that was 200 hours of training. Then I entered into January where I started teaching and also entered another like kind of a higher level teacher training program at the same studio and did another 300 hours of training over 2018 as I was teaching. So it just started getting deeper and deeper and deeper into showing up to lead people in that room. And it translated into my life to showing up in the corporate world as well. So again, 
over the past three and a half years, I've been working on different programs to develop with Umessence, developing my coaching skills and that background as a certified life coach and tying that all together over the past few years to create this vision and really just help people help people find the same thing that made my life so much more balanced and just connected to who I really was, who I really am. How does Humescence work um, with companies, first of all? And mm-hmm. then I know you, so there's like a, a B2B side mm-hmm. of Humescence. Um, can we cover that first? And then we'll talk about the B2C side of Humescence. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So on the B2B side, we do, we do workshops. So there are, there are more quick hit things we can do. And then there's a little bit more of a group coaching container, right? So we're starting, we're starting small on that end before we get to the technology side of things. I'll touch on that, but that's a little bit more down the road right now. We have different workshops. For example, I have one called lead your life where it's about everyone in the workshop balancing, balancing their lives between commitments and roles, seeing a picture of what that looks like. So the, the framework of how we, of how we approach things is acknowledgement first. So first you acknowledge that there's a problem. You acknowledge that you'd like something to change, right? Even, even if it's not a problem, even if you acknowledge that there's something missing and you want to go a little bit deeper. So it's first, there's that acknowledgement. And then there's the awareness of it. So even with the lead your life workshop, you create an awareness of where you are in your life right now. So it basically looks like a chart with all of your roles on it and how much energy you're putting towards each of those in that current state of your life. So it gives you an awareness of where are the imbalances in my life, right? Where are the imbalances in, in my work? And then it transitions to a little bit more of a goal of a smart goal setting type of environment to where we mirror those two and we set goals along the lines of, okay, how do I become in balance with this picture of my life? Where do I want to be in the next call it two, three, four years. And then we work back from there to say, are these the right commitments that you're making right now? Do you need to drop one from your life? Do you need to add one? How do you like, how do you contribute to them on a regular basis to maintain that balance, to get to where you want to be, whether that be a different place in the company, whether that be your team wanting to get to a different, a goal within the company. And it's, it's that, that is where we get to action, right? So there's acknowledgement. Here's the problem. We'd like something to change awareness. Okay. Here's where we're at right now. And then action. Here's how we take the steps, implement different practices, implement different behaviors to get to where we want to be in the future. Right? So that's, that's just, that's the methodology that, that surrounds each of the workshops. So we'll have, that's one workshop there. We have one specifically on feedback, like digesting and delivering feedback is a really powerful one also with team dynamics. So understanding, understanding who you're understanding, who you're working with, how they work best together and how to be fully present with each other. Right. And show up authentically as you are at, in your team to be able to move towards one shared vision. 
So it's a lot about getting around that vision and how do you how do you take the right actions with the team members to keep everyone in line with that vision? So it's constantly working with people on that front. We tie the self-awareness piece into each of the workshops that we do. And because that is the foundation, right? Developing that self-awareness is the for the action piece of that. Developing self-awareness is essential to being able to take different action in the moment. Because in the moment is when the old behavior patterns can come up and we mm. tend to revert, right? So that's mm. what we harp on a lot there. But then there's also, those are kind of the workshop formats that we can do, whether that be two hours at two hours at a sales meeting with your team and with your team at your office, just a quick two hour session, you know, and then we leave you guys with the materials you move, you move forward, being able to implement some of these behaviors as you move forward. But I think one of the best ones is to working with the group, the group coaching container, where we get a team together and work with the team specifically on what acknowledging the problem, becoming aware. It's like, what do, what do we specifically want to change? Developing that sense of awareness within the team, within yourself, because it has to be a reflection of your inner world as well as like what you want to manifest in the outer world and then stepping into the action, right? So then what we can do is stay with you there as the, as the action goes to transpire, as you want to bring that into your team, as well as we're developing more of a train the trainer type program as well to where you have that group coaching container, but then we also train few advocates to be within the organization to make sure and be able to call out different behavior patterns that we may be reverting back to. And then that's when, that's when we feel that we have more sustained change when we have someone within the organization that are advocating those right behaviors. And those are the couple ways right now to work with organizations. And there's more coming, more coming on the technology side as well. So let me ask you, John, because I don't, I don't hear a lot of people say, I want my team to be more mindful or I want my team to be more balanced mm-hmm. um, in their lives, right? Most, most companies want, um, want people to work more, <laughs> to be homeless. And, you know, so when does a company know that they need someone like you? What are the, like, what are the triggers or the desires um, that cause managers or leaders or executives to bring you in? Because if somebody's listening right now and they're like, this sounds interesting, but I'm not sure this is for me. How do they, how do they know when it's time to call QMessence? Mm. Mm. Great question. Great question. One marker in particular is, is your attrition for sure is, and it's not, so there's, there's difference between attrition rates of everyone. When you look at an entire organization as a whole, and then you look at attrition of top performance, right? Because a lot of the times, a lot of the times what we see is when those top performers are exiting the company is when there's not, because these are the people that, these are the people that are doing well for your organization that, <clears throat> these are the people that are driving your organization forward, right? 
And if they're not able to maintain balance within their life, if they're not able to feel a part of a shared vision, then that's when it's like, you know, I can drive, I can drive any vision forward. Let me step to another company, right? It's when you see that attrition of top performance starting to peak, then that's a good sign, right? Another sign, another sign is just, is honestly, when you have a lot of, a lot of stress and anxiety within the teams, you start getting reports, you know, reports of poor health, lots of, lots of stress, you know, and you, and you feel that, and you see that sense of going in many different directions, right? That it's almost like, that it's almost like when it comes down to focus, like focus of the individual and engagement, when you see that engagement fall off and you're seeing focus fall off for the individual and for the team, right? So it's cultivating. And what I saw change in my life a lot was that focus, right? Was the engagement, like being able being able to realize what's happening in your mind at the present moment and being able to come back to what you're working on, being able to come back to the vision rather than being sidetracked by one review, by, by being sidetracked by one customer. And I'm not saying that you don't listen to feedback. You listen to feedback, right? You listen to feedback to turn the mission in the right direction, but you're still on the mission, right? So when you see a lot of teams and people stepping away, step going down rabbit holes, and then because a lot of times when you're talking about want people to work more, a lot of times people are actually working on non-value add activities. And that's what we want to reduce. You'll actually see productivity go up when people working this when people are working the same amount when you get them to not work on things that are not contributing to the mission, to your vision, right? So that's what we focus on is getting everyone focused in on what are we trying to create as an organization? What are we trying to create as a team? And now what's the environment we need to create to foster the behavior that puts that in the right direction? I love it. And I think there are a lot of people listening who will see themselves in that scenario, right? We know we're asking too much of people. We know there are lots of distractions. We know that we don't have clarity or consensus around where we're headed. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you for kind of putting it into, into the perspective of, of people who are, you know, kind of in the thick of, of the work, right? Because that, I think, of course. I think when we can translate like, you know, okay, what are you, what's driving you crazy um, that we can help you with is so important. I mean, I remember and it's, it's not like it, it was too long ago, but then, you know, working on things internally where you're having meetings to prepare for meetings internally, putting, you know, putting decks together late into the night to, to do things internally that where you're just reviewing something that ends up actually not doing anything to move, move your offer forward to the customer. You know, it's not customer focused, it's internally focused. And a lot of, a lot of that stuff can get in the way too, is like, are you, are you just checking the checkbox many times 
when you could just check it once and get it out the door. Right. So it's, you got, you have to be mindful of the internal blocks as well. Internal work creation. Right. So when we're talking about working on the wrong thing, it can be a lot of times self self inflicted. Yes. And you know, so I'm so glad that you said exactly what you just said. Um, In a situation I was working in, I, I was, I had this boss who was, um, ended up telling me it was difficult to work with, which I thought was really funny um, because I, I was frustrated. Um, I was asked to put all this information together um, into a PowerPoint where it didn't belong. It belonged in Excel, right? <laughs> let's, just, let's just go there first, financial data. And she oh. said, I want you to collect all this data and I want you to present this to the team. And I said, that's great. And it was for internal review. And I, she yelled at me on a zoom call privately, although she would have done it publicly if she had seen it publicly um, because the little yellow ovals or the orange ovals weren't aligned on an internal facing PowerPoint presentation to talk about internal financials. And my Mm. response to that was, okay, but what about the fact that those circles or those ovals indicate where our internal financial data is wrong or being misrepresented And that has real implications for everything that we're forecasting. Can we talk about the numbers in the ovals and not the ovals themselves? And then she told me I was being difficult to work with. So (sighs) I'm telling you this story because textbook. (laughs) the question is, so managers don't always realize, leaders don't always realize when they're asking ridiculous things of people or they're causing this stress. You have a B2C component in your business as well. If somebody finds themselves in that situation where they're being yelled out about the alignment of the ovals on their PowerPoint slide and not about, you know, the actual underlying problems that they've identified in their organization, um, their manager may not know to bring you in, but they may know that they need some help. How, what kinds of services do you provide to people like that? Mm. So this is more around the career coaching aspect. So more of the... <clears throat> So from a B2C perspective and our one-on-one coaching programs. So there's life coaching where we look at just overall life and then career coaching where it's where we want to step, where you want to take a different step towards a different place within your career that can be within the organization, right? That can be stepping towards a new promotion that can be stepping towards working with a challenging boss. <laughs> and that could also be with career transitions, right? If you're within the company moving moving locations, you could be moving to a different company there and there's just, you know, some things there that we offer with just a lot of the coaching principles around transition, right? And being aware of where you are in your life at that point. And I would say specifically to that situation within the career coaching lens you have to approach those situations with questions softly, right? With inquiry, right? Because it's when you're, when you're saying, you know, you're the one giving the presentation internally, you're the one who realizes what the issue is, not the ovals. It's what the ovals represent, right? So then from a coaching perspective, you're asking the questions to the individual that now how how do you show how do you show your boss what's important without without spurring reaction right without putting them in a place of 
defense, right? And a lot of times that's part of the feedback workshop as well is there's that leaders can sometimes, especially under stress, because there's being aware of the situation on both sides, because maybe or likely what you didn't know is your boss was under pressure from the board to who got some feedback about them not being under being able to understand upward communication through, you know, through the way that they're presenting slides and that every, the information that's coming to them is unclear. And then he or she was projecting that onto you. Oh, right? absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's, so a lot of times there's, there's so much more that we don't know of the situation. So first it's like, first it's separating the emotion, right? Is that you probably don't know what else, what everything is going on in that person's world. So once you separate the emotion, you start asking the right questions, right? How would, how would you like to see the information presented? What do you feel is, what do you feel is getting in the way of delivering the, of delivering the message behind the financials on this page? Do you feel that, you know, how do you feel that what, or what is getting in the way here? And then you hear the response from your manager at that, from that lens, rather than saying, because when you approach the situation as, well, you know, I don't think that's relevant, right? So one, you're starting an emotional response. You're actually not getting any information from that statement. And you're basically staying exactly where you are and heating up the fire. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, that, that, com that whole conversation did not go well. But I know <laughs> there are so many people, right, that that's yes. their life is – Yep. You know, you use the wrong red or you, you know, shouldn't use red or right. And it's not a, it's, it's about the work, but it's not about the work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some of us, and I'll, and I'll tell you for me personally, you know, my, my approach to that was if you're paying me six figures to care about the alignment of ovals on a slide, I am in the wrong job. And mm -hmm. <laughs> like, right? like I know right now that we are, this is not going to work. Um, so May a career coach might have helped me in that moment, or might have just confirmed that it was time for me to go. <laughs> yeah, right? that, that that could be it. And right, and and we could have, you know, helped you ask the right questions to understand where your manager was, right? Yeah. To because when you create that understanding, and you open up a space for them to actually tell you what's happening and what is important, right? To feel open in that regard then it changes the dynamic of the relationship. So the, yeah. that's the, the first part that we work on is, is internally, right? The emotions, the frustration that comes up that gets in the way of actually asking questions to help the relationship or help your work come across better. Because ultimately, like, it's the relationships. It's, the, like, it's this dance of communication and the more that you practice and the better that you the better that you get with this dance to be able to get through certain barriers to have real conversations that actually go farther towards a some substantial goal and understanding the better off that your career trajectory will be right because there is no career without working with people that is true and, you know, a lot of people get into their careers thinking I'm going to be really technically strong and do my job and keep my head down and I'll get, I'll get ahead. And that does not work, right? It, you can be super technically sound. And if you can't navigate the people part of your job, you're not going to go very far. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's, I think and that's the dance. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. So if people are interested in learning more about how to work with you or even start to get the benefits, um, because I know that you do some of this stuff, like it's just out there in the universe, right? People can kind of get a, a taste of, of what this looks like through, you know, guided meditations or, or online interactions. Can you talk a little bit about how people can find that to sort of get started down this path with you? Yeah. So I do, I do host guided meditations. Um, so I have some that are recorded as well. So they're hosted on the insight timer platform. It's a, it's a free application. So it's kind of like calm and headspace, but all of most of the content is free for users. So you download the app and that one is, is under my name. You search John Marshall, you can follow me there. And I have some some guided meditations that are posted there for any time use, as well as I host a live meditation every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Central called The Present Professional, really helping people like get ready for their week, start to visualize how they want to step into these relationships, step into these communications, and go through a short 15-minute guided meditation, 7 a.m. Central, each morning on Insight Timer. And then you can also reach out if you'd like to schedule a little bit more of the one-on-one work or, or a workshop for the organization, you can go to humescence.com. So everything there is under the, is under the company and, and humescence.com. You can go through the life coaching, the life coaching area. So one-on-one coaching under that page, there'll be for life coach, career coach, business coaching, as well as a short intensive. So we have a short intensive program that's not as long as a full one-on-one coaching program. It's more of your career discovery program. So that can be if you're if you're in a bind, if you had just gotten laid off, if you are making a career transition, if you feel like there's something completely missing and you need to step into another industry or something like that, that's a little bit more of the individual intensive program that we have where we basically take a look at all of the components of your ideal career. And then we form those right into this beautiful stack of priorities that are where we lay out the non-negotiables and exactly the priorities at which you want to look for jobs or look for another career in that direction. And then we have all the possibilities associated with those components. And it's a, uh, it's a beautiful process to step into a, a new possibility and that would be ideal for your life and career. Um, that's, so that's the intensive process there. And then you have the workshops page where we can go, we can go a little bit deeper for a team organization where you can book a workshop there and we can come to you and we can come to you or set up a neutral venue for that. So, uh, those are a few of the ways to, to work with me. Um, yeah. And then you can follow us on, on LinkedIn as well as Instagram. So under the app at you miss at you tag there. And then, yeah, at humessence.com, things will be posted there. Any of the new developments and new ways to work with us, you'll be seeing a lot more of that coming out here over the next month or so. John, I, I'm so grateful for the service that you provide um, to individuals and to companies. I think it's so needed right now when people are balancing so much and they're doing it in such a small container right? They're, they don't have separate spaces for things right now, or they haven't had mm-hmm. um, for the last year and a half or so. And I just think it's wonderful that you're, you're giving people a new way to look at um, and engage with and exist in the spaces that they have. Thank you so much for your time today. 
Thank you. Thank you. One, there's one more thing on that note, actually. We're actually developing a specific workshop and program right now for return to the office, right? So that's it, because that's one area, like you mentioned, over the past year and a half that, you know, is one thing we, you know, we want to focus on is mindfully returning to the office, right? How do you do that for individuals? How do individuals ask the right questions to step into the office and get their life wrapped around stepping back into the office? And then how do companies, how do companies approach the same situations? How do leadership ask the right questions to make sure that their employees feel balanced stepping back into the office and making that work on a smooth, integrated fashion? So that's one program we're working to put together should more should be more here in about about a month or so. So I wanted, I wanted to get that one out there because you spurred that you spurred that thought. Sure. So thing. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Oh, of course. Thank you, John, so much. It was great to have you. And I can't wait to talk to you again about about the new developments and as you as you fulfill this vision for Humescence. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Living Corporate is brought to you by The Break Room. Have you ever felt burnt out, depressed, or otherwise exhausted by being one of the onlys at work? You know what I'm talking about. Hosted by black psychologists, psychiatrists, and PhDs, The Break Room is a live weekly web show in the Living Corporate Network that discusses mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. Name another weekly show explicitly focused on mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. I'll wait. This is why you got to check out The Break Room airing every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on livingcorporate.tv. Living Corporate is brought to you by The Break Room. Have you ever felt burnt out, depressed, or otherwise exhausted by being one of the onlys at work? You know what I'm talking about. Hosted by black psychologists, psychiatrists, and PhDs, The Break Room is a live weekly web show in the Living Corporate Network that discusses mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. Name another weekly show explicitly focused on mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. I'll wait. This is why you got to check out The Break Room, airing every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on livingcorporate.tv. Living Corporate is brought to you by The Break Room. Have you ever felt burnt out, depressed, or otherwise exhausted by being one of the onlys at work? You know what I'm talking about. Hosted by black psychologists, psychiatrists, and PhDs, The Break Room is a live weekly web show in the Living Corporate Network that discusses mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. Name another weekly show explicitly focused on mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. I'll wait. This is why you got to check out The Break Room, airing every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on livingcorporate.tv. I hope you enjoyed my interview with John. What I love about this interview is that he just has this calming presence. And even in our conversations prior to this, in our in our pre-chatter before we started recording, you know, and in post, it's just everything about him just oozes calm. And I learned today that he does these guided meditations. I can't wait to go listen to them. I have a feeling just having his voice in my ear, regardless of what he's saying, uh, is going to make me feel more at peace with the world. So if you enjoyed hearing from John, if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe to Living Corporate, share us with your friends and colleagues, and you can really help us out by leaving us a six-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe you're thinking, Amy, there are only five stars. 
Okay, well give us all those. And then go the next step by leaving just a couple of sentences in your own words, telling us what you like about the episode or what you like about the series. Don't forget to visit living-corporate.com to learn more about our other podcasts, videos, web shows, and more. See It To Be It is brought to you in part by Lead At Any Level, a certified woman and LGBTQ-owned business dedicated to helping organizations turn their reclusive nerds into inclusive leaders. Lead at any level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. That's it for this episode of See It To Be It. This is Amy C. Wanninger signing off, and I'll see you next week. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.